0: Welcome to the Geek and I podcast. We're doing something a little different today. This is a kickoff of season two. The reason we're doing season two is, well, season one really kicked my butt. I got sick, needed to go into the hospital two times, and then have some surgery. So we decided let's put this all behind us and helping out to put it behind us is my new co-host you know him from the collector zone here's jeff dickinson
1: brown hey guys hey, guys.
0: hey jeff tell it tell tell everybody about yourself
1: well as you well, know if you're know you following follow me, follow me you on, on the collector on, zone on, on the, the youtube, YouTube channel, channel. Um, um I have a passion for collecting, a passion for, passion collecting, collecting. A, a passion passion for, for video games, video games movies. movies. As you can so see, my Kevin Smith, Smith, Smith sign there. Signed there. But, but most importantly, most importantly uh, um, I'm grateful, grateful I'm and thankful, thankful, thankful to John, John firsthand. firsthand. You, know what? you know what? We did, we a, couple did a couple of episodes, episodes together for season, for season one. one. Let's have some fun. So, so I, I appreciate it, John. John. Thank you so, thank much, you so man.
0: much, man. Now, to kick off the fun with this season we have uh you've lined up a special cat you know this guy let's give you uh let's let's give him the intro that you gave me to make him oh man, uh, man. to sell me on episode one
1: <laughs> all right, all man. right well, man. well this dude he's a, he's badass. a badass i mean, I mean I've, I've known him for a, a while he's a, cool he's a cool dude, dude. He's, a he's a great musician, great musician. well let's well, do the let's introduction. introduction let's, let's, talk, let's about talk about the man, man. The myth. the myth, the mystery, the male god, god in
2: the making. William. <laughs>
3: hey guys, great intro, Jeff. He he's my all mystery. That's yeah. about that's about. <laughs>
0: if, if if anybody can string an eloquent uh, line of words together, it is that guy right right there, yeah. Jeff Dickinson.
3: <laughs> yeah. thank you you. well thanks Thanks for for having me on on. today
0: well thanks for being here let me uh let let us start with um just a basic thumbnail introduction um of yourself um what got you started what um, inspires you and uh just something so uh, the audience can get a quick uh, representation of who and what you're all about
3: well you know what 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 got me started yeah, rock and roll, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, back in junior high school, that's when it all started for me. And uh, uh, I was introduced to some underground bands at the time, Saxon, you know, um, just it, it armored saying, there's just a, there's a whole slew of underground bands back then, Loudness is underground. It was a metal scene and um and then John out of left field somebody introduced me to Blue Easter colt and it kind of sent I still was into the metal thing. thing. I, I've been into metal my whole life, but um Blue Easter colt has had a different different flavor for me. And um you know, you know, consequently, that, that was, was, I was, I was talking, talking to Jeff about, about it the other night. He asked, he asked me what my first album, album that I ever bought was, and it was, was Boyster Cult Specters. So, so uh, uh, Boston. Awesome. <laughs> that right, was well, my fourth.
0: You guys, <laughs> you guys got me beat because, uh, you know, Jeff mentioned that, um, what, uh, what was your first album that you saved up for, uh, and went out and bought. And uh, you know, this, this one here is mine. 1974, the story of King Kong by uh, Wonderland records. I don't know if you guys remember Wonderland records, they did all the like Disney stuff. And I saw this in the in the basement record um, section of uh, a store called Corvettes um, back on Long Island where I grew up. And this I just had to have it because I was in love with King Kong, and uh, I don't have, um, you know. I think the first, I know the first CD I bought um, was White Snake. Um, nice. That Sweet. was my first CD as far as was it oh, from oh, the. Uh, here I
1: go again. again?
3: album which album was it
0: yeah that was it was that one um oh, okay, okay. yeah of course i mean that's a good one that's the one that everybody wanted you know nobody, yeah. nobody really done anything with white snake until until uh still of the night came out that was the that one was where that chick, was, that chick was, dancing was dancing in the car in the right? right yeah is and she then he married, married her,
3: her. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah yeah i remember that was the, a good
3: one for sure that before, was that was one of my favorite white snake albums
0: I remember going into the, into the record shop and um, I just heard um, this new song on the radio uh, called Rock of Ages. And I asked, I asked the guy at the record shop, I was like, what, uh, what, what album is that um, Rock of Ages? I, I didn't know the main name of the band. I just knew it was the song that um, went from speaker to speaker during that, like Def Leopard Def
1: Leopard maybe?
0: that was that was Def Leppard yeah and he tried to sell me a deep purple album and I'm like no I don't <laughs> think it's deep purple <laughs> uh, what
3: about you what was yours? Purple at that at that time back then that would have been probably perfect uh, strangers right right perfect, perfect strangers, strangers right? Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe.
1: So, so you
0: You mentioned loudness and metal and, um, you know, as you can see from my record collection, I was nowhere near that when I was younger, um, in the late eighties. Uh, I think it was, yeah, it must've been the late eighties cause I was an usher at a movie theater. A friend of mine who was the projectionist, uh, had a pirate radio station out on the end of long Island. And we would go out there every uh, Friday and Saturday night. And, uh, Turn up our massive two point five watts of power, and, uh, <laughs> and 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 play some play some hard stuff. You know, Alice Cooper, and um, that was my introduction to to metal. And I am that's all I listen to now is is eighties hair bands.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I
0: remember. Uh... Go ahead, Liam. Go ahead, Liam.
3: No, I was going to say, I you know, I I, I remember the days, and and uh, you know, I could sit here and try and remember all the the different metal bands I listened to, Tigers of tang, and just there's, there's so many of them, and, and consequently, the '80s were a little hazy for me. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, as they should have been at that time. You know, I, I'm a product of the '80s. Um, it's interesting, and I'm sure we'll get into it more in the interview, but it, it's interesting how my musical um, influences over the years have changed. You know, um, my roots are metal, but um, I have some really unique influences that you, Jeff, it'll probably trip you out when you hear. Um, we'll, we'll get into it. I'm sure you guys have some questions that, for me well, to answer. Actually, them.
0: that that is um, one of my first. Uh, questions is what you know who uh inspires you um and has in the past to pursue uh the type of music you, you play well probably my, my biggest inspiration as far as a band goes is, is saxon saxon was my number one band back in
3: back in the uh, early early 80s you know um You know, it's what made me at the time, you know, I was pretty young, just out of high school, and, and, uh, you know, I graduated in 84, but, uh, you know, that whole era, that was the time where I was like, man, I want to be a rock star. I didn't play guitar at the time. And, um, you know, of course, Van Halen was just on fire at the time, and uh, I had a buddy of mine in high school, his name is Todd Hobby. I don't know if he'll be seeing this tonight, but if you're watching, Todd, you you inspired me big time. But um, anyway, he is actually a professional musician now. His genre changed, but he was, man, he could do anything Eddie Van Allen could do. And uh, seeing this guy play was amazing. And that was, and he wasn't even, uh, back then he wasn't a rock star, he was a local rock star. Um, yeah, I grew up in uh, a little town outside Sacramento called Woodland, California. And uh, anyway, but as my music tastes begin to ex- expand, and all my buddies, man, we were all listening to metal and 80s stuff, and I never really got into the Motley Crue and Poison and all that. Just, you know, the whole hair metal thing didn't do it for me. Um I ended up getting into neoclassicals, So I was um I was was jamming with a guy. I started playing guitar early on. I think I played for probably a couple of months. And there was a guy I played with back then, his name was Pat Burke, and he was really, really good. And we needed a we needed a bass player and I sucked at guitar, so it was like, I'll just play bass. So I switched to bass back then and um started playing neoclassical, you know, Vinnie Moore, Inge Malmsteen, uh, Tony McAlpine, and just, the, you know, there's it, it really, it spawned off into this um, musical venture that kind of got out of metal. And I was listening to more classical music to learn how to play it. I was listening to new age music. So if you've ever heard of Wyndham Hill or Michael Hedges or William Ackerman, It just, you know, I I still listen to metal. And when I was with my friends, we all listened to metal. But when I went home and I was like looking at the, looking at the musical um, genre, or maybe not genre, but just the aspirations of what I wanted to do with music and where my head was at what mood I wanted to create in music, I, I was reaching into these, these, other genres you know like new age and then i was a huge shot fan which was really playing bass i mean by the by the end of the 80s man i could have stepped in upon request and, and went and played the show with shot and played every bass bass on every single song that she's ever written at that point in time and uh but i still listen to metal listen to rock but it, it just uh it wasn't until the last probably five years that I started searching back through class, uh, classic rock, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, Allman Brothers. Um, I'm a, Like right now, Warren Haynes is one of my favorites, you know, it's just I, I listen to some of those classic rock, you know, um, and, and I heard it before and it was all good before. But there's just nothing like it now, and which leads me into where I'm at today, doing what I'm doing today, because I put my own spin on it. Yeah.
0: Now you um, you mentioned Van Halen, and of course, yeah. you know it's only been a few weeks since uh, since he's passed. Um, yeah, yeah. How did that hit you? Did you take that hard? Was it was it something yeah. that um, you needed to process?
3: It, it, it was, um, you know, we we're losing a lot of them lately. I mean, we're at that age group where um, we're, we're losing a lot of different uh, icons in the music industry. Um, it's just at that age, you know, I mean, people are in their sixties and seventies and, and, you know, Except for guys, you know, like <laughs> except for, Keith Richards.
0: How's you know, he still alive?
3: You know, yeah. Except for Keith Richards, he's about a thousand now and and pickled pretty <laughs> well. But um, you know, it, it just it's um, when Eddie Van Halen died. It it did. It took me a couple of days to process. I mean, when I heard about it, it was almost hard to believe. And I even went to the length of when I heard about it. There's so many, you know, social media is just so full of. Fake news. A bunch of BS. I mean, and just people clip- just make stuff and, up. And,
0: and I I didn't know people. if it was clickbait or not. You know, yeah, when that, it first came it. through, clickbait. I didn't know yeah, if it was clickbait. You. you know, I I'm like, come on, really? You know, yeah, he's not much Google. older than, than I am, and I'm I'm searching the web, and, and everywhere I'm say, seeing is, is, it's true, and you know, so unfortunately we're in that time where, um, people, you know, will make stuff up in order to yeah. get clicks.
3: Yeah, yeah, and you know I did. I I went and googled it, and, and sure as heck, you know, was, that was it, man. I mean, he he was gone. I knew he was sick, but it it just, you know, you you just didn't think it you, it would happen like that so quickly.
0: And, and I think another thing, well, that, wait, wait. I think another thing that that really makes it a shock is because um, there's so much of his music you can go, you can turn on any rock station and he's still alive and you don't really, it doesn't really hit you that, yeah, they've, no. that they've ever, that they've ever gone, you know, like, you know, cause you, you just turn it on and, and there he is, he's back again and, you know, doing his magic, but it's just one of those weird things that when you, when you, when you start to process it, that we're never going to have anything like that. I feel ever again. Yeah. I, I would agree with you. I don't, I don't think there's,
3: there's those shoes will never be filled. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean, there's people that are great in their own right. And don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, there are a lot of great, great artists, great guitarists out there. But um, Eddie Van Halen was definitely one of a kind in my opinion. You
2: know?
0: no, um, I
1: totally I agree, agree because, because um,
0: you have, you have a, a connection, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, I was, I was fortunate, fortunate enough to, to um, cross pathways, places we could as say, could say. Um, um, being, being in the, the uh, radio, radio industry. You know, saw balance, balance a handful of, handful of, times, of times, but
3: doing, doing an interview, interview with, with him with with was, him the, was coolest. the
1: coolest. He was honest, honest straight, straight up, laid back. back. Like, like he wouldn't think he was a rocker because he was just kind of treating you like a human being. And, and I, treated I treated him the same, him the same way. way. And that, that was a was mutual a, respect, respect that yeah. I will never I will forget.
2: forget.
1: So, yeah, yeah when yeah, he, he died, died, I was like, I, don't, I mean, someone, I mean told someone told me he, he, he passed. Pass, and I was like, and then, when I, I, then saw I saw Wolfgang's Wolf post, post, and that's why I knew it was real. And then Valerie right. followed behind him. And when I just kind of, I already broke down, man. That's the reason why I tried to play guitar. Um, yeah, I, picked I picked it up because I heard Eddie do Eruption on um, the first, first album of theirs. Of theirs. And, uh, and I the was fortunate enough to score, score this, this to a friend. To a friend. There you go. go. 77, 77 plus, plus Live. live. It's a uh, uh, whole bunch of live, live stuff when they were, they playing, were playing at the Hilton, 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 Hilton before, before the new, new album. album. Well, before the only album, the first album. But, but which before, before Gene Simmons found, found them and them all that, that, they were just they were playing just at the hill the tracks on the tracks there on was, just was just amazing. amazing. Just hear them You're do, gonna, you, know, you know, like, like everyone, everyone else starts, starts out doing, doing cover songs. songs. It, it's just just cool to hear to Eddie just Eddie, crack, crack into, into that that Eddie-ness.
0: And and like 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 you like you, like you mentioned before, um, a lot of the artists are getting up there, and they will be leaving us soon, and. You know, I I consider myself lucky that I was able to. He's one of the few that I was able to go see. Like I, I got uh, I was working at a radio station on Long Island, and um, I was able to score tickets for the for Unlawful Car- Carnal Knowledge too. I never saw them with Dave as headliner, but I did get to see them I never you know, either, with either. with Sammy. And you know, there's a lot of people that are leaving this that are leaving us. That I that I I say you know. I should have gone to see them and you know now it's now it's too late
1: well it's like, like a Ozzy when the first time well, I want what well got a chance well, to see Ozzy was the diary mad mad tour with uh Randy Rhodes another great, another great guitarist. guitarist and of course, of course you know you I know, said I can't can get total, total tickets. tickets it was it back was in the 80s and then and, and Leo you, the you probably remember that and then once he's once gone, he's gone, gone and, and you, you just, just, can't, just take can't take away that, that but there's a, there's a live album that Ozzy did in his behalf, uh, uh and you, and you just cool, cool Randy cool Rose stuff, stuff on there. there. So, I feel
0: like the, the Randy Rose, Liam. Um, um,
3: man, I am, I'm, I'm, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, you sound great. Okay, yeah, because it's been the sound cut out for whatever reason. Uh, I'm having a hard time hearing you guys. Um, and my, it's turned all the way up. I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure what what happened here. But, um,
0: yeah, you're coming through cl- My loud. question yeah. was,
1: uh, about Randy Rhodes. You know, we all know how Eddie of yeah. but Randy yeah. Rhodes, uh, class for I, music.
3: So I work, I do remember when Randy Rhodes um, died, and, and that was, that was pretty heavy too, because at the time, um, Randy Rhodes is also one of my favorites, and it, and it was just you know it was just getting everything was just getting started with him when when, when he uh, you know when he died in, that, in the plane crash. So,
1: and yeah, it was a Nealist plane crash because they were bored, and, and just flying around. Flying around.
0: Yeah. All right, so let's 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 go into uh, more into you now. Let's if if there was one instrument uh, or a piece of gear that you've always wanted. And could never acquire what would it what would it be or what what is it
3: one instrument if I could have, I have one instrument, instrument that, that I know I know can't acquire. acquire man I don't know because I got everything that I want right now <laughs> <laughs> I uh you know and- I've I've really um I was inspired by a musician uh, years ago, probably probably seven or eight years ago, uh, maybe a little longer, eight years ago. Uh, but anyway, I was inspired by somebody to create a sound um, and do everything acoustic. And and uh, it was a musician that I really didn't, uh, you know, the band itself I didn't care much for in the '80s, and that was that was a uh, winner. I, I don't know if you... I know Jeff's heard of Winger.
0: I'm, I'm a but. big Winger fan. All right, all right. I, lo- I love Winger. <laughs> yeah, in, in the 80s, I, I really wasn't into him that much. I mean, the um, it was part of the whole hair band
3: cock rock thing, you know, and, and that wasn't my scene uh, back in the 80s. Um, but... uh, uh i had an opportunity i was invited to a show it was a private show and it was kip winger solo i mean it was just a i was, i was doing a job you know in construction i was doing a hotel renovation in kansas city missouri i was um invited to the show and i thought eh. You know, it's something something to do on a Saturday Saturday night, right? right. So So I guess guess I'll I'll go go, kind of thing. And um, it was was at the 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 Lucky Bar and and Grill. grill. And, you know, I I actually actually have friends friends on Facebook Facebook from from that show. I met probably probably, seven or eight people there that I didn't know previously. And we stayed friends through Facebook from that show. And we got to hang out and talk to Kip Winger. We didn't go backstage. There was no backstage. He just played and came out and had a beer with us, you know. Um, but let me tell you something like I've never, I've seen a lot of unbelievable shows, you know, just, I've seen some really, really great shows in my lifetime and none affected me, um, musically and emotionally and awestruck as that single solo show with Kip Winger playing a 12 string acoustic guitar. It was massive. Like, the sound was something that I'd never heard before from an acoustic guitar. Um, That changed a lot for me. Like, I mean, musically, that changed my direction. It changed um, how I thought of music. It it inspired me huge. And, you know, of course, as soon as I got back in San Antonio, man, I reached out to a singer that had been in bands, you know, prior bands of mine, um, Carlos trevino from Presence here locally, and uh reached out to him and I reached out to a buddy of mine, Rick Mendez. Um he plays guitar and sings. He's more of a blues guy, kinda like Stevie Ray Vaughn. He he plays with me now in Eclipse. But I reached out to these guys and told them my vision and I transposed a few songs, a few songs that had never been done acoustically before. And I transposed them and took them to the guys and said, Hey, entertain this idea with me, man. I want to make this massive acoustic sound. And, um, I don't want to be some coffee in the corner, coffee shop act, man. I want to go out there and blow it out. Like, I mean, on acoustic guitar, you know? And, um, they thought I was completely nuts. And, it, you know, um, they entertained the idea. They learned all the songs that I wanted them to. And we went out there and we did a two-hour show, Corpus Christi. And, man, people fell out. The place was just shoulder-to-shoulder packed. Nobody left. It was, you know, it was amazing. And so that started the Eclipse journey, really. So um, it was was all because of Kip Winger and seeing that show. And, And honestly, at that point, that's where I was like, okay, let me give this guy a real shake and, and read up about him and find out about him. And I consequently the guy is just amazingly talented. And I, you know, this is not a plug Kip Winger hour, but um <laughs> he really changed the way I look at music today. I mean, he really did. Like it's it's unbelievable. So
1: well, I'm not a big Winger fan, but Kip is excellent. And after listening to after we talked for a while, uh going back into listening to Toto and all that. Uh, My mom was a big fan of Toto, but certain key members of the uh, bands that we listen to does inspire us. And the one thing that I was talking uh, with another friend of mine about was uh, Dangerous Toys. Uh, They had talent there, but then, you know, it's a whole different genre and you create your own. When I first saw you play Live Brother doing The Ripper, dude, i'm blown away i'm like what this is the man this is the myth the legend the middle god in the makings yeah you saw my excitement during that video that I posted a while back so yeah oh you're awesome
2: dude
3: yeah thanks man appreciate it i'm you know I'm, I'm glad you like what i do man it's i you know i have a spin on some of that stuff you know i do you know, I do everything in this and what I do currently today. I do everything from shot A to Judas Priest, and I do Black Sabbath. Man, I do the most unique version of the song Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. That it, I mean it's never been done acoustically, and I do it acoustically. It's kind of kind of cool. I've I've done it um, on a couple live streams, and then I, I've done it live. I did a house concert um, not too long ago. You know, just during the COVID times, it was just. i'd I'd play any way i could get a chance to play and i i kind of came up with the concept of doing house concerts you know invite 12 of your closest friends that you know are not sick and i'll come in and i'll i'll play i'll help you cater or whatever but um i did i played black sabbath the black song black sabbath acoustically and there was a girl in the crowd that is a huge black sabbath fan and she was like Oh my God! You know she. She goes. I will never forget this night. That is just the craziest and coolest thing I've ever heard. You know, so if I can if I can touch people that way, like I mean, just do something that's so unique and and different. I'm I'm not a, a an exceptional guitar player. I'm not an exceptional singer. Um, my my goal is to create a vibe a mood uh, a feeling you know um i don't you know i used to look at it like man i need to shred i need to learn how to shred I'm gonna shred and i'm gonna learn it and do it um consequently i mean and there are people who can shred and put feeling and emotion to it but then there are people who can just put emotion into single notes and 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 convey what they're feeling and people connect to that so it doesn't have to necessarily be the fastest shredder you know i never aspire to be benny Vincent. i kind of think i mean <laughs> no offense benny if you're listening out there mm, yeah i oh, don't know there's a lot better so, <laughs> in my opinion i'm not a big benny Vincent fan you know it's just, it, well, you it's do just impression, brother. there's no emotion to his playing at all In my opinion, it's my humble opinion. I know there's people out there who love Benny Vincent and, and every, I mean, it's, it's the country we live in, man. We're all, you know, we can all feel free to think about whoever and whatever the way we want. So,
0: so the first time that you picked up a, uh, a guitar was, was it, did it just come natural? Did did you have to take lessons? Were you forced to do it? Because I remember getting a, a guitar, my first guitar when I was uh, probably 10 years old. My my dad got me a guitar and I had, no, I had no idea what to do with it. I read the books, you know, it was way before the internet, so I couldn't go on YouTube or anything and learn how to play the guitar. But then um, my son bought his first guitar and within minutes he's playing this guitar and i'm i'm I, I know it can't be hereditary because i ain't got that in me um was it was it simple for you or or you know did it did it take some you know a couple of years did you did you figure it out and
3: well for me um guitar was um like i told you in the beginning i, I started to play early on and i I put it down to play bass and I played bass for 30 years and it, and it came extremely natural. Like I I, I never took music lesson. I don't know um, music that well. I mean, I, um, over the last few years, what I've, my, the way I've always done it is I've always aspired to play better. And to this day I have a certain expectation and level that I want to get to and I you know because i'm I have a professional career in construction I mean I you know I'll never be a rock star um, I, you know only because it, it's just not at um, this late in the stage of the game it's just never you know I just want to play music and and do it for people that that enjoy listening to music but when it comes to um how I how I aspired to play and get better, I always played with better people. For me, it was, I would put myself into the arena with better people and they would teach me. And consequently, I played in a band um, in Boston, Massachusetts, a band called Zixo. And they were a, uh, they were a prog rock band. Um, This was back in the late nineties. Everybody in that band, Were Berkeley grads, and the and the guitar player and the drummer were actually teachers at Berkeley School of Music. And let me tell you, me, I mean, I went, I auditioned for that band, and I heard the bass player before me, and I was getting, I was packing up my my junk and ready to leave because that bass player was the most badass bass player I've ever heard. And I just thought there's no way I can compete with this guy. And just about that time, the singer, her name is Lizette. She walks out the door and she goes, "Bill." And I'm like, "Yeah." And She goes, "Come on." And I just thought, man, this is going to be embarrassing, <laughs> you know, because these guys are good, you know. And uh, man, I, you know, we played for an hour and a half, and they hired me in the band. And uh, I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't believe it because I've, I'm self-taught, didn't know music at the time. But at that point in my life, I realized that I needed to figure it out because I'm playing with musicians who know music and, and when they're calling out, you know, you know, B flat minor or seven or what, I mean, I need to know what that is, you know? So, um, I, I've studied since and, um, recently, um, you know, I've I've just been because of some of the chord progressions that I've created and, um, it's just, there's, I have a thing on my phone that that if I don't even know what the chord is, I just put it on the, on the phone and it tells me what the chord is. And there's chords that don't even, it says unknown chord. I mean, I don't know what kind of (laughs) chord it is, but yeah. So I just recreate music the best I can to capture the feel and emotion that I want to get. So.
0: So, um, you, you have your instrument right there. Uh, could you play us a little something?
3: Uh what do you want here?
0: <laughs> Spin the dial. Let's let's hit shuffle on the CD player.
3: If you want me? To, I mean, I can. Um, I don't really. I'm not like a shredder. I mean, I can play solos or whatever, but I can play. Um, I don't know. What do you want to hear, Jeff?
1: <laughs> something from your heart. How's that one? Okay. Let your heart speak um, out. Because the way wanna... I see the music you're showing us, it the music that you're showing us is spoken through the heart and played through your eyes of love for music. So pick something you. Are passionate about and
3: just have fun. How about um, one of the influences I have right now? I told you earlier was Warren Haynes and uh, Allman Brothers. I can maybe do maybe do something by that.
1: right. On.
2: roads seem to come
3: It all up, but anyway, it's
1: all good. <laughs> yeah, that works. It sounds
0: great. It works. I'm, was I'm all sorry I anyway. it all up, but I'm I'm kind of running out of time. I got to head
3: head out here pretty quick.
0: All right, so let's uh, let's ask you. Um, you have anything coming out? Do You have any uh, appearances anywhere that you'd like to plug? You get, get to get some word out uh, as to where you're going to be, what you're sh- doing.
3: Yeah, yeah, I've, I've got a show this Friday at um lee's taco garage on broadway here in san antonio and um it you know it's it, the show's from 8 to ten thirty, and uh i also have a show coming up with eclipse my my duo my acoustic duo at the executive surf club in corpus christi on the 14th of next month saturday so um I have recently been um, contacted by a couple of venues downtown. Um, so I look to be booking some more shows downtown San Antonio um, here coming up in the next month or so. But um, that, that's really all I got for now.
0: Well, that's, um, that's great. I mean, especially in the, the, the kind of uh, environment we're living in now, at least people are out there and they're able to enjoy some music, uh, you know, live music.
3: Yeah. And the the key for for me right now is, you know, I'm trying to keep it, um, you know, I'm a family man, got people, my, my son and my wife here, you know, at home and, um, everybody's concerned about the COVID thing. Um, I am not a fan of the mask. Um, although I wear it when I have to, you know, um, but, uh, It's, it's just one of those things like right now I'm doing a lot of all the venues that I'm playing are outdoor venues. It just, it's just a bit, for me, it's better. Um, there it's outdoor, you know, people, they don't restrict how many people can come, but they restrict how many people are in each group. So, you know, the, the venue they've got it all secure, but outdoor, man, you can just, you can get a lot of people out there and it just makes for a better show. And right now people are hungry for live music. Um, I've seen it. Man, I've i some of the shows I have played have just been incredible. Like the crowd response is amazing. And um, you know, as a musician, man, you couldn't ask for anything better. You
0: know? um, well we live in yeah,
1: a strange hungry, time, so therefore, you know right I mean Sorry. everybody's trying to be normal as much as possible. And you're providing yep. something to people that speaks, you know, from your heart to people like me that as passionate about music and dude. Thank you, sir, for being on the show. Much less doing what you're doing, inspiring inspiring others to become maybe well, a new musician that you never knew about.
3: Well, well, thanks for having me on the show, guys. And um, you know, uh, it's it's been a pleasure. Um, I don't do these very often. I don't. I'm not in. I mean, outside of just playing live, I'm not in the public eye. Like on a, I, I rarely will do an interview. I've done probably three in my musical lifetime, <laughs> so this is uh, this is a little different for me, and it's cool. Well, yeah. we
0: we will definitely um, uh, get the information up to uh, where you're going to be, and put those in the uh, in the links um, on all the services uh, that we touch, and hopefully people can uh, t- can can get out if they're in the area in San Antonio or Corpus Christi, uh, come down and uh, come down and check you out.
3: Man, you I have, appreciate you, that, guys. Do you have a website where you,
0: you, you sell some make, music? Make
3: sure you cut out the part where I screwed up the song, though.
0: <laughs> no, I, I just, I'm a pretty good editor, but I don't know if I can do that.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, Leave it yeah. in. I like it, man. It's called being a human being.
3: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I uh, wasn't quite prepared, but, you know, whatever. Oh, we, I appreciate you for doing it.
0: Yeah, we appreciate you having, coming, taking the time uh, and uh, spending a few minutes with us.
3: Well, I appreciate it. Thanks. You guys right. if you ever okay. get a chance to get down here to San Antonio, come come hang out, man. Have a beer and, and uh let's we talk music some
0: more. I think I'm only six hours away, so Yeah. Yep.
1: John I'll so. hop into a car.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll oh, pick yeah. you up I'll pick you up uh Jeff on the way down.
3: There you right, go. On, right, on. Right. All right. So doors open here, guys.
0: <laughs> All right, thank you, sir.
3: All right, thank appreciate you. It. All right.
0: All right, well, thank you, Jeff, for... Uh, Wasn't that bad? That was, uh, that was pretty killer, uh, to steal one of your phrases. Hey, it's
1: always going to be killer when you got someone cool, just like Liam, guy who loves music with a passion. And, John, I want to thank you once again for including me in this new venue of the uh, podcast uh, of The Geek and I. Uh, that means a lot to me, brother. Thank you for bringing me in.
0: Uh, well, you know, planning. you're like I said. The, the first time I met you, uh, we were we were at a movie premiere and uh, kind of hit it off. Yeah. And, um, you know, I movie not so much, best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the movie, not so much. But um, thanks for uh, thanks for trusting me to do this. And um, uh, we will uh, will get together uh, with you out there in the Pod Land uh, mm-hmm. next time. ...on the Geek and I podcast. We are part of the Geek News Now podcast network. Head on over to... uh, ...geeknewsnow.net... ...for all the latest... ...and greatest... ...non-clickbait... ...information... um, ...that's out there... ...in the world of geekdom. Um, Whether it be... ...how did you put it on your intro video? Whether it be comics, music... um, ...video games... ...cosplay... Uh, Geek News Now is the place to go, um, because it is about you, the fans, uh, no clickbait. Uh, we will not, um, uh, we will not sell anything, any information that you may provide to us, whether it be your email, your name, nothing. It, it is just about you, the fan, and where you can get honest and accurate news uh, for everything geek. So head on over to geeknewsnow.net. And I want to uh, give a special uh, shout-out to our sponsor, Sumner Twins Talent. Uh, you can find them on the web at facebook.com Sumner Twins. They have a huge, huge lineup of movies uh, that are just about headed into production. Um, and some of them are... Um, I just can't wait. I can't wait to see. Actually, I can't wait to see all of them, but there are, there are a few out there that I am just looking so forward to. So thank you for uh, joining us on the Geek and I podcast. For Jeff Dickinson, I am John Biscardi, and I would like to say we will see you next time.
1: Layers, guys.